Hello there, welcome along to Outdoor Gear Chat. This is episode 33, Nice Lugs, uh, where we're talking about trail running shoes. I'm joined as always by Cathy, hello. Hi Wayne, I'm Cathy Casey and I am the co-owner and director of the Climber Shop in Ambleside and the Joe Brown Shops in Snowdonia. Um, now I know this is a subject matter very close to your heart Wayne, um, yeah. but we also have our shop manager from, our, from Ambleside Chris Wharton joining us today, who uh, can reel off stats on walking uh, trail running shoes and fell running shoes um, at a, a terrifying rate. And uh, Chris describes himself as an endurance runner, climbing climber, mountaineer, astronomer, musical actor, and nature and Marmite lover. And I know from our many training runs together, Marmite always factors uh, very, very highly, whether it's twiglets, <laughs> whether it's Marmite, cheesy disc things I don't know but there's always something involved somewhere um Chris has uh, among his many running achievements um he does know what he's talking about when it comes to footwear uh, having completed the Ambleside Trail 50k the Lakeland 50 the Lakeland 100 uh, the Hardmore's 110 the Spine Challenger the Northern Spine Challenger and he's completed the full spine race twice um and was actually down in Edale at the weekend checking uh, this year's spine runners footwear and kit to make sure they were ready and fully prepared for the absolutely horrendous conditions that they're currently running in at the moment uh, so welcome Chris how are you doing yeah all good thank you very to go jolly good uh, have you been out on a run today uh, not today no we went out um, a couple of days ago over seat sandal in the first bit of snow that we've had for a while Snowball fights on the top, nice, good sort of four to six inches of powder snow. It was fantastic. I that saw the videos. Work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a fantastic uh, pre-shot run. And uh, I know yeah. you, you guys are, are very much fans of them. And uh, it's great to get out in the early back. My God, it was cold that morning. Just driving across, <laughs> I was freezing. <laughs> so, Chris, it's, it's, it's nice to have a celebrity on. Um, amongst all the other, and uh, 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 an internal celebrity for the, definitely for the shops. Anyway, amongst all the other all the other guests that we have on the show, and I yeah, just while while Kathy was talking, then sorry, I was just I was just checking it furiously. I had to check on the Spines Facebook page just to see what was going on at the front of the race. Damo was on to break Jasmine Paris's course record, I think, for a, for a short while. Anyway, oh, anyway, don't watching, don't watching. It just takes I know exactly. Leaders just change. It, it, yeah, I I haven't checked the dots actually. So is has Jack left then? Is Jack so so? Um, while while Damien was sleeping, Jack Scott went straight through Bellingham. He, he stopped oh. briefly and is now probably about four k in front. Um, right, wow! But he's sitting on a forty-one minute time penalty for taking yeah. the wrong, wrong way in the in the forests. Uh, yeah, oh, oh, it's so complex. It's so complex. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah the, all the yeah. tactics are involved in yeah. it. Anyway, sorry, we were in danger of getting a whole episode <laughs> just dedicated <laughs> to pain, which which would be no bad thing. I think would be yeah yeah. Um, so if if Montaigne are listening, yeah, for future future years, we'll do that for you. Um, but anyway, um, so but we'll talk. We're here to talk about trail running shoes. So I yeah, I've I've got many many. Well, I have got six different brands of trail running shoe i think in my Ooh. in my repertoire um we'll, we'll talk we'll talk about the ones that i love and the ones i don't love i suppose as we go through but i guess opening question chris why why are there so many different types of trail shoe 
Um, well, it boils down to there's so many different types of trail. Um, you've got trails covered in mud, sort of six inch deep mud, hard rocky trails, steep trails, easy trails, and there's trail shoes to match. Um, and gra gravelly, all, yeah, all, all, all that as well. Yeah, and, and I guess the the brands, in to in my view, to a certain extent, um, that you know, like the US brands are catering to a different style of trail. I guess in some respects, I don't think they've got any mud in the US. That's the no, <laughs> no. Well, that, that that's sort of what, yeah, sort of what I was getting at, and, and then yeah, there's that. I guess the likes of the, the trails in the um, on the over over in Europe on the continent, particularly around the Alps, are, are very very different <laughs> from the, from the Lake District. He says, yeah. yeah. Do you think so, yeah. the uh, American shoes, their sole patterns actually have a go, go faster sole pattern because they've got much scarier creatures that can chase after you when you are out on the trail <laughs> running alone? <laughs> yeah, when you're getting chased by a coyote or something like that down the trail. <laughs> yeah, tra and, and I guess, I mean, I'm, just as, as I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it, I'm intrigued in the, the change in language from trainer to shoe as well that seemed to have come about a few years ago we, we have we have switched haven't we from a from what you know it, that this sort of footwear was just referred generically to as a trainer and now becomes a shoe anyway i'm going to go going a little bit off but what what makes a trail shoe differ from a road shoe then it's mostly in the sole i would say the thing about road shoes is they're obviously designed to run on road which is very abrasive um so they tend to be a harder compound rubber in a road shoe um, the trail running shoes, uh, because it's generally softer ground um, or sort of rocky stints, tend to be much, much stickier. So, of course, if you run on the road for any length of time in a trail shoe, it's just going to wear out much quicker. And crucially, the other difference is that road running shoes, they, they make them for different types of gates like pronation or neutral strikers and stuff like that, whereas trail shoes are all neutral. So if you do pronate, you need to start sticking a supportive insole inside to correct that. They're the crucial differences, really, is is materials and and the the, the shape of them, really. So the, just to sort of talk about pronation and supronation, yes. there. <clears throat> Excuse me, pronation. I've got to get this the right way around. I haven't uh, prepared this. Uh, pronation <laughs> is when, if you look at a pair of shoes for of somebody who pronates, their feet turn in, so the heels would be worn more on the inside um and uh, then on the outside and supronation would be when someone's um flat feet um turn out so the heels on the inside would be less worn than the heels on the outside it's very easy to see difficult to describe but very very easy to see um if you just pick up a pair of your shoes and and look at the base of them because most people do one or the other uh, to a to a lesser or greater degree um but um as, as chris rightly said footbeds um super feet or um cedas um there's a whole different range um, that can help um, make sure that your feet are kept in that neutral position to allow you to move um, uh, safely and comfortably over uneven terrain. That's a dead interesting one. I never, I hadn't realised that before about the the, the the sort of the pronation as well and them being a neutral. Because yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to think back to my in the very dim and distant past when I ran on roads before I started getting shin splints and hip issues and all the rest of it but from from doing marathons on road and moving off road and all that just seemed to evaporate and I guess that's like you say that the, the the road surface is so so hard and when you're a big lunk like I am it's um, it's all I, I was all going through my knees and 
Um, yeah, so so do you, do you do do you stock the inserts, or is that something that you say you 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 mentioned Cdas then, Kathy? Is that something that you recommend? We stock the Superfeet ones, yes, um, in various thicknesses and different support levels. Um, but it, but so the majority of people pronate to a certain extent, and and I just find certainly going a long distance as your muscles get tired things start sort of collapsing down anyway. So having a, a super feet or similar supportive insole in there, just hold your foot in the correct neutral position for a long period of time, just means that after a long run, um, your foot's less tired. Yeah, yeah that, that ease fatigue um, element has, has got to make, when sort of, I guess, for ultra distance running in particular, when you're just trying to gather all those little minute bits together to gain that extra edge, that, that reduction in fatigue is going to make a huge difference. Well, and, and I guess there's, there's the, yeah, I don't, I don't, it's brought up a load of um, interesting thoughts around the sort of barefoot style running, which I don't, yeah, what, let's not go into because let's not disappear down that rabbit hole uh, just, <laughs> just now, but um, but, but I guess there's there's elements of that that are now being being introduced by footwear manufacturers as far as drop is concerned, and the the height the height of the sole is that right? Is that pretty that's much a, what drops yeah, are that's about? Called the, that's called the stack height, which is basically the amount of padding between your foot and the ground, and the drop is the difference between the the back of the shoe and the front of the shoe. And you're talking about barefoot running, that's basically zero drop where the front of the shoe is the same height as the back of the shoe. Yeah, so and that so can take a lot to get used to if, if you're not um, uh, used to, to barefoot running or spending an awful lot of time in bare feet. If you just go straight into a bare running shoe, barefoot running shoe or, or a zero drop shoe, there's um, I think Vivo Barefoot is like a, a brand of sort of everyday shoe. Um, that can take a, a lot of getting used to. Um, so it's worth kind of, um, starting with a, the drop that you're comfortable with. And then if, if that's something you're wanting to head into, then working down over time rather than just going straight into it. Um, it otherwise, it can be a bit of a bit of an uncomfortable shock for your body. Yeah, particularly from from the calf perspective. I know that was when I when I started reading from, yeah, from the the yeah born to run, particularly about zero zero drop and and that that sort of barefoot style of running. And, and I decided to give it a go myself. It was my calves were where where my body really started feeling. But I do use that as part of my my normal run training now is to run like like say Kathy either in vivo barefoot. And um, so I've got some trail some of vivo's trail shoes. I might have seven different brands actually now thinking about it. I've also got some, yeah, some uh, some ultras, which is zero drop. And I think my my innovate a uh, 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 zero drop as well now. But yeah, but and, and I guess that's for you for you in the shops, if people are wanting to move from uh, road to trail or just getting into trail running, it's important to turn up in a shoe possibly that they they are doing stuff in at the moment. So if they've been doing would you would you say if you know if you're doing road road running at the moment, come along in a or, or at least bring bring the shoes that you'd be running on roads in? It's helpful, but not essential. We can normally sort of ask the right sort of questions to to establish what they're what they're after. Um, the thing about drop is if if you've got any reoccurring sort of Achilles or calf problems as you as you touched on, then we would normally aim people away from zero drop and, and go for one definitely with a a reasonable drop of somewhere sort of i mean the, the standard is between four and six mil but some some trail shoes go right up to 10 mil drops um so it's it does it does vary quite a lot but we'd certainly 
steer people away from zero drop if they've got a, a reoccurring sort of Achilles or, or calf issue, as you touched on. Yeah, yeah. And and, and if I'm it'd be starting to run on trails or I'm yeah, moving from road to trails as well, is there any difference in the sizing or how should I consider, you know, what, what is there to consider with regard to sizing of trail shoes? There's no real size difference between like a road shoe and a trail shoe. Um, I think the difference comes when you when you're going distance. So as you go longer distance, your foot tends to to spread out and, and maybe get slightly wider. So you will find that the, the the shoes that are designed for distance running will be on the wider side, because again, as you as you get tired, things spread out, and you just need that extra room in, in your toes, definitely. And that yeah. that's sort of referred to as the toe box. Is that yeah? I have I have some yeah some shoes that. Have- got a wider toe box for that reason because your feet splay out a lot more don't they sorry Kathy yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say it's depth of toe box that's important as well and worth paying attention to when you, you you're trying your shoes um because if you particularly if you're fell running or, tra- or trail running if, if you're on if you're coming down steep terrain um then your foot is going to be pushing forward so if those shoes are fitted too tightly um then you're going to end up with toenail issues um and uh and feet bashing against the front which you, oh, you definitely don't want um so uh not just width but paying attention to how your toes feel within the toe box with height as well can make a big difference i was gonna say there, there was a wry smile from chris and i then i think when you mentioned toenail issues <laughs> <I think we're laughs> we're both, we're both in there with bruce, i'm sporting a nice toes. matching pair of black toenails at the moment yes yeah <laughs> yeah me, me yeah. too me too i managed to rip one of mine off as well oh uh, no you didn't yeah. need to say that <laughs> uh, yeah yeah that was that was vile <laughs> i'm out after that's it after the earlier marmite chat and now talking about toenails <laughs> that's it i'm, I'm, I'm gone I'm, 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 yeah, oh dear, dear me. I've like completely lost the thread now. I'm just I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna yeah yeah. Um, I think I suppose it's fair to say that you can you can mitigate uh, um, toenail issues, can't you, with with careful shoe fitting. But if you are out on um, uh, on an ultra or training and and putting some serious hours into uh, into your shoes and into your feet, the odds are high that you're going to end up with toenails that are not yeah. beach ready for the summer <laughs> there's other factors as well i mean um for example i'm still in the process of losing one of my toenails on my smaller toes purely because i wore uh, micro spikes and the 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 chain where it joins the rubber sat right above that toe oh. uh, i was wearing them for a good few hours and it just gradually pushed on that toe and now that that nail yeah. is in the process of coming off and that was back in january and it's yeah. still or getting sorted yeah they take the time don't they but actually the the micro spikes with the kind of surge i suppose of people going out all year round um and using micro spikes over trainers as opposed to boots it is important to remember you have got a very very soft fabric going over the top of your foot so mm. not only are they potentially going to push through like you said you know with, with your toe and cause issues there if you are out for a prolonged amount of time in cold, you need to really make sure they're not cutting off any circulation into your feet as well, um, because that can create some 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 much more serious issues. So uh, uh, it's worth going out and practicing with them, I suppose, is probably the best thing to make sure that they're comfortable. You uh, touched on a good thing there about um, warm feet, because if you're if you're going through a lot of wet ground or very cold ground, then it might be worth considering buying a shoe that's big enough to get a waterproof sock in the yes. shoe as well, which yeah. takes a bit more room. 
a waterproof sock with a thin lining sock underneath um, mm. will mean you've got much warmer and drier feet but obviously you need to factor that in when you when you're choosing the size of your shoes yeah because they are really size critical aren't they they are designed to fit like a glove and uh, so it is well worth trying the shoes with the socks that you're going to be out and about wearing taking into account what you're likely to be using your shoes for and I suppose this comes back to why there's so many um there's uh, uh if you're going to be using them in the winter you perhaps might want a different sole pattern to uh to, to being out in the summer some shoes um there are some that actually have spikes included into the lugs integral in the lugs or you can actually buy them as an extra um, and pop them into the La Sportiva um, winter running shoes so you've got those as an option if you're on frosty frosty flags or um, um, iced up terrain like we've we've got currently Um, so there's lots of different options there and if you're trundling uh, uh, through standard um, UK bog then a, um, a small gator an ankle gaiter over the top can make a world of difference um, to the grit getting down into your shoe um, causing foot issues but also wearing your shoe out from the inside um, it's quite often you can uh, take your foot out of a shoe and it looks fine on the outside but inside the around the back of the heel is all worn because you've had grit pouring down the top from piling through bogs I just wanted, I was just, while you you two were talking then, I was just looking back through old episodes. It was episode three where we talk about socks. Oh, yes. Many, many, yeah, blimey, 30 episodes ago, Kathy. (laughs) But but that... There's, a, there's that crucial pairing between between yeah what you're wearing yeah in in as as Chris said there you've got if you are you using gingy uh, the toe the sort of toe socks all the time and I have at times worn like seal skins waterproof socks over the top of those and then put my trainer on as well and had all sorts of issues uh, all sorts of issues as a result because the yeah the, the the shoe just wasn't big enough to 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 cope with everything that was going on there really but that that's that is that crucial i guess as, as we've talked in other episodes about layering it, you know for our for our tops i guess it's the same for our feet isn't it we've got you can have those that layering system and in, in particular yeah go, going back to the spine uh that's that's going on at the moment those athletes doing that definitely need different different layers for the feet and different different sizes of footwear i guess yeah and just out of curiosity to... chris how many different pairs of socks and different pairs of shoes did you use on your full spine every checkpoint and sometimes in between checkpoints a full change of socks mm-hmm. um, the, the, the sock combination i used was an ingenji liner sock so the really really thin toe socks yeah. underneath deck shells which is a waterproof sock yeah and Religiously, anyway, every checkpoint, new new set of socks. But but once near the beginning at tour side, my feet were wet. Um, obviously, the, the the sock had failed, so carry a spare pair with me and change socks there as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, every checkpoint without fail, even if I've got dry feet, um, just change them. Uh, shoe wise, yeah, going very long distance, um, I do experience swelling feet, and a shoe that's the right size at the start of the race is very difficult to get into after 150, 200 miles. Um, So yes, I carried a pair of shoes or had in my drop bag a pair of shoes, um, half size bigger for for exactly that reason. And did you do similar on the Lakeland 100 as well then, Chris, with your drop bag? Was there a a slightly larger pair of trainers, shoes at at Dale Lane or did you not? Not in the 100, no. Um, With hindsight of the 100, it was a very wet race. Um, I would have used... um, 
waterproof socks there but my thoughts were I'm wearing shorts if I'm wearing waterproof socks all the water's going to dribble down inside the, the, the socks anyway so I'm going to end up with wet feet um in hindsight I ended up wearing my over trousers most of the time so I should have <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah you know Lake District summer weather <laughs> yeah that's it yeah yeah well that's the thing is that yeah if you can you can there's both ends of the scale you've set off well people have set off on the 100 and it's been 26 27 degrees on the Friday night and then gone through yeah. the night and it's suddenly it's thunder lightning torrential downpours in the in the morning and throughout the next couple of days so yeah it's a yeah. Dead, dead interesting one isn't it it's yeah yeah um, you know, I've been if I've been buying the same style of shoe for years, and then suddenly, you know, I'm, I'm coming to this season's shoes, and they they fit differently. Why? Why? Why would that be? Manufacturers have a habit of tweaking it to make it look good on the shelf, and sometimes that will involve maybe changing the materials, maybe changing how the materials meet at certain points, and that can change the fit. Um, so. Even if you've used the same one time and time again, it's always worth trying the new version on to make sure that fits the same as, as the old version and the size as well. Um, because just a tweak in materials and the design can make a big difference um, in, in a shoe. And, and for me, crucially, I've got to say, don't buy them on, off the internet, buy them in a shop. Always, always get yeah for that reason. Because I, you know, countless times, unfortunately, over the years, I've made that, oh, great, I'll buy this pair because they're cheap. And actually, get them, and they just don't, they don't, they don't fit. Or, you know, or there's or there's a particular rub at a different point, like you said, Chris. You know, they change the design, and suddenly there's a piece of stitching on a certain element in my toe, and I'm like, right, that doesn't, you know, even on the first try, I know that it's not going to work for me. Yeah. And I guess that's another important tip is that yeah, when you try them on, if something's it's hard not right, though, isn't it? When you when your shoes, your trusty shoes, are falling apart, mm. and and uh, I've just I've got a pair with the whole holes in the stitching's come undone, and I'm I'm loath to get rid of them. They need to just go in the recycling bin. But uh, um, I did my last Lakeland fifty in them, so you know I've got happy memories from that. But also, I think over the miles was as you run, they they get wet, they dry, they get wet, they dry, so they mould to the shape of your foot beautifully and perfectly you just put them on it's like putting on an old pair of comfy friends and then you're like oh no now I've got to go and try loads on on the shelf and and go and they go, they're all going to feel completely different and clunky because they're not absolutely beautifully molded around my foot and uh, talking to a lot of different customers that come in they kind of go through the same process and and not just with fell and trail running shoes but with walking boots as well boots, perhaps yeah. more so because they they last longer but uh, yeah it can be quite a quite a thing to go in and, and get uh, new shoes sometimes you have to sort of gird your loins and like right okay I need to do this and uh, and the biggest thing with any footwear purchase uh, is time just come in with lots of time don't rush it don't rush it um just take take your time try lots of different ones on um we actually stock in some of our shoes um not just europe we stock british sizes but we stock uk sizes and we stock also half sizes in uk sizes and half sizes in european sizes in some shoes as well so you can really really dial that fit down so it's perfect for your foot um and that obviously takes time just to make sure you're going to want to walk around the shop if you carry if you're running with a uh, an endurance event with a pack maybe you want to try some weight on your back as well because that's going to change the shape of your foot within the shoe so there's there's lots of things to take into account um and to uh talk about 
but uh, you can't, you just can't do that online. You can't get that immediate and, and, and reciprocal information and neither is it possible even through a sort of a, an internet chat um, really gauge how to ask questions you know when the customer comes in we can tell but it's not just about talking it's about body language it's about asking what they've done historically what they're thinking of doing and making sure that um, we can help with our experience of having sore feet or wet feet or achy feet and help other people not go through that pain. <laughs> I'm just thinking as you're talking there, Kathy, actually, about the, my my recent acquisition of a a pair of what 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 your I think your shop staff termed the VJJs, um, <laughs> the, yeah, the, which is a brand a brand I know. Sorry, internal joke. I have there, to be very please, careful with I know, please, <laughs> please do go in and and uh, mention to the staff that you're looking for some VJJs. Um, and yeah, but but yeah, it's, the brand is VJs. VJ. Yeah, let's rather. just clarify and, that for listeners. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, so it's a, a footwear brand, but wh where are they from again? Remind me, sorry. Finland. Finland. Yeah. All right. Oh, God. All right. Sorry, I would have got that completely wrong. I was somewhere else, but but yeah. After after having run in, in Innovate for years, gone into gone into uh, the climber shop and tried them on. Absolutely love them. They're just brilliant. All all every everything about them from the grip and the the, the fit on on my feet. They're like slippers. The yeah, the, the the toe box was just just the right right fit for me and and again i wouldn't have got that had i gone you know gone shopping on the tin, on the internet i guess <laughs> so again yeah i know we're sort of ram, ramming the point home but um get, getting into our shop a, a, a footwear specialist and um and um and getting that sort of advice so yeah kathy you just mentioned then about um yeah the, the trainers getting holy and how, how can i make my shoes um shoes last longer Oh, well, this, this is, uh, I, I am so, so, so bad at this. Um, uh, Chris might be lesser. You, you're kind of better at maintaining kit than I am. Um, but uh, if, <laughs> when we've done like a couple of long days, I'd just finish and everything would just be in a pile. <laughs> and I'd be like, I'm dealing with that tomorrow, just crawling in the tent and, and going to bed. And Chris is just like laying everything out neatly, making <laughs> sure everything's correct, everything's clean, everything's ready for the next day. Um, he even asked me to uncrinkle his paracetamol capsule at one particular point on a uh, on the checkpoint. <laughs> everything has to be just so. And that um, is, uh, is is critical to succeeding in doing all these ultras. Right, I don't do them. Um, I haven't got that personal discipline. Um, but you can all of that meticulous um, time spent looking after kit makes it last longer. Um, keeping your shoes clean when you're coming back. I suppose I like to think that by coming home and walking up the beck, that's my shoes cleaned and then they're left outside to air. Never put um, in a near a heat source, they just air dry. And it's pretty damn unpleasant, particularly at the moment, I'm running every day this month. Climbing into still wet shoes is not a nice thing to do before going out for a run in the snow, but um, it's far better and far more beneficial than um, sticking them on top of a radiator where A, they're gonna make the house reek, um, and, uh, and B, they're just gonna dry too quickly. They're gonna get super hard. Um, they're gonna be uncomfortable to put on. And um, at some point the, the leathers involved and the natural fibers involved are gonna fail. Um, and, that, and that heat, I guess, yeah, any glues that are involved in the manufacture yeah. of them are going to alter do. the consistency yeah. of that yeah, as well. It's, it's yeah, it's possible. Um, and the other thing, actually, and Chris this, Chris did get me into doing this. I never used gaiters beforehand, um, but uh, 
Uh, but actually using the, the little ankle gaiters does make a big, big difference to the amount of crud that gets into your shoe um, and, uh, and making sure that that's all emptied out and doesn't wear them out from the inside. That does definitely make a difference. Because the last thing you want to do is you've got your laces perfect, you're, you're running up a hill and then suddenly you've got a stone in your shoe. Mm. You don't want to stop and undo the shoe and get rid of the stone and do them up again. You've got you've just got your laces perfect. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the debrigators really, really work. Yeah. I've, I've never managed to get on with. Not a gator fan? No, no, no. Never, never got on with them for all sorts of <laughs> different reasons. But, yeah, really, really yeah. interesting. But interesting point as far as prolonging life. And like Chris said, that frustration of having to take your shoe off and then empty a stone out and then try and get the laces right and then you spend the next three miles altering your laces again. It's a yeah, really frustrating, isn't it? So and it's it's quite like lacing is a voodoo art form. Um it does take you sort of lace them at the beginning of your of your of your run or your race and then a mile in, stop, relay, something's not quite right. It is really important to do that. Uh, as is carrying a spare lace. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Chris saved my yeah. bacon on that one as well because my gator at the time sawed through um, one of my laces and I think I don't know but we, we were doing um, Gargrave to Hawes weren't we yes About... that was on the Cam High Road wasn't it Just yeah sort of, uh, yeah yeah point. we've gone yeah. through the night so <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> run, run through that we did have an epic sunrise didn't we it was an absolutely oh, astonishing sunrise but oh, I was absolutely ride and about probably about four three or four miles out of pause my lace broke and I was just like close to tears and Chris all I remember is this this shoelace appearing from Chris <laughs> and like, I was like oh my god that's fantastic I'm, I can get up and run again Yahoo! <laughs> and uh and we got into whores and made vast quantities of sticky toffee pudding which made the world a much better place <laughs> with gallons of cup gallons of tea as well that always that's, yeah, that's always custard. my yeah <laughs> <laughs> forget the tea custard but yeah yeah <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> but yeah yeah it's, it's an interesting one isn't it i like 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 you say there i always carry on the longer runs I always carry a, a spare pair of laces um and well and and on my um i think we've mentioned this before and, and on my um on my poles i have duct tape yeah. taped around my pole somebody had given me that tip yeah and that's come in handy a fair few times as well and um, once for giving it to somebody else just to tape the sole of their shoe back on onto the onto the upper to get into the next checkpoint which was yeah fa fascinating yeah but but definitely works those little those little tips tips and tricks well i can't um, actually throw away a pair of shoes now without taking the laces out to keep them <laughs> for the next time so i've got spare laces in every rucksack that i own <laughs> just touching on making the shoes last longer you mentioned about sticking them on top of a radiator yes absolutely keep them away from a heat source but also especially a trail shoe try and minimize the, the road running because we, we said about how abrasive that is if i've got any stretches of road to run i try and keep right to the edge you know where you've got the the, the the crappy sort of dead leaves and stuff like that right on the side of the tarmac i try and run on that as much as possible it just stops the abrasion on, on the soles um yeah. and it it does in my mind um produce a little bit more cushioning than the, than the mm. hard road surface itself yeah i like that i like that it's a, not like you say nice mentality whether it does or it doesn't up in my yeah. head it's softer <laughs> surface wise than, than yeah yeah the, the, the feel on the knees. <laughs> yeah well yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah 
and we, we're coming to the, the the final minute. So, we, what is 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 there is the one key tip that that you give to somebody when they when they're coming to buy tra- trail shoes? The right shoe for the job. So, if you're primarily doing long distance, go for a long distance shoe. If you're primarily doing soft ground, go for a soft ground shoe. It makes such a difference having the right shoe for the right. It's like tools for the job. Your shoes are a tool. You're doing a job. Use the right tool. And buy a pair of boot bananas because they're going to start reeking after you've used them. (laughs) (laughs) Boot bananas. Brilliant. Yeah. My, My feet honk. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was episode 33, Trail Running Shoes. Thank you very much for joining us today, Chris. And um, Thank you. And um, you can find out more, or well, you can see a huge range of running shoes at www.climbers-shop.com. And there's also a wealth of additional information at www.joebrownoutdooracademy.com. <laughs>